Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. All righty, let's get going. Got my uh, my on fire America shirt. Got uh, this was a gift, guys. This was a gift. It's comfy too. Um, but hey, welcome, welcome to uh, Morning Prayer Daily Podcast. We are uh, starting a new book today. Finished up First Corinthians yesterday. Today we began Second Corinthians. Uh, I might as well start chapter one. I mean, you know what I mean? Let's just start, let's just start chapter one. Uh, little, uh, housekeeping deal here, uh, tomorrow and Friday, Thursday and Friday, uh, I will be on the podcast only. So I won't be on Facebook live or Instagram live, just the podcast. So if you want to stay with us, uh, for first Corinthians two and three, um, just, Follow it along on the podcast. Those will both be on there on Thursday and Friday. So today's the last day. See, I want to leave you something to remember me with this week. This bright shirt I'm wearing. If you're on the podcast, you can't see it, but it's loud. It's America. It's it's mostly blue, but a lot of red and white in it. It's a guy Harvey. Actually, it's Columbia. Is it Columbia? Fishing shirt. I'm not sure. But uh, But it's live. It's a, it's something to behold. It's a sight to behold. <laughs> but I, I like it. All right. Well, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So let's pray. Or let's let's read. I always do that. Let's read. Second uh, Corinthians chapter one is awesome. It's got some good, good stuff in it. And. Um, I know a lot of folks, uh, you know, when we get time to pray here, um, we get when we get to prayer, definitely need our prayers. I know several people who are sick, you know, um, dealing still with COVID. And so we just want them to, to heal up and be protected, recover. So, all right, let's do this. Second Corinthians chapter one. Everybody's wide awake. They took one side of this shirt and boom. He's like, whoa, live wire. So, Corinthians 2, chapter, 2 Corinthians 2, chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God in Corinth, together with all his holy people throughout Achaia, um, Remember, Paul has kind of a turbulent relationship with uh, the Corinthians, as we've now, as we've talked about, and um, they kind of they kind of doubt him, they kind of criticize him, and so it's not surprising then that he would begin the correspondence with, "I'm remember, guys, I'm an apostle, not by your will as." 
people, not by anybody's will, but by what? The will of God. What is he basically saying? He's saying, I don't care if you like it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the, the message behind it. Paul's like, I don't care if you like it or not. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you got issues with me. The, you, it, the, the deal is I'm an apostle by the will of God. That's what Paul's saying. Morning, everybody. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Scott. Um, to the church of God in Corinth. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble, any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's an awesome passage right there. Good morning. Morning, everybody. Welcome. You, you came to a good one. Second Corinthians chapter one. Listen to that. Listen to all that. Praise be to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion. What's at the heart of God? Compassion. And the God of all comfort. Um, comes from the root word of bravery, fortis. The God who gives bravery, comfort. So he's a God of compassion and comfort. And he comforts us in all, all our trouble. So that, for what purpose? For what purpose does he comfort us? So that we can comfort those in any trouble. So we can comfort others with what? With the comfort we receive, we ourselves have received from God. So God comforts us in all of our troubles. So hey, no matter what you're going through today, no matter what you, you've been through, no matter what you're in or what you're going into in your life, the God of compassion, he's the father of compassion and all comfort. And he comforts us in all of our troubles, not just for our own good, but also so that we can then in turn comfort others in all their troubles. That's your testimony, man. That's your testimony. How God brought you through. How God was with you. How God showed you compassion and love and grace. Verse 5. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. Paul said, look, if I look, when we go through hard times, it's for you, church. What Paul's saying? He says for you to you, church. When Paul and his comrades go through persecution, he's like, it's for your comfort. It's so we can comfort you. Which produces you, you patient, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. So you can why? So that what is Paul saying? When we suffer, we rely on the strength of God, the comfort of God to get through so that when you suffer, we can be a an assurance to you that just as God brought us through, he going to bring you through. Amen. Amen. Some of you right now, you're struggling. You're in it. You're in it deep. You're in it deep. You're, in, you're on the struggle bus. You know the struggle bus. Everything hard. 
things not going the way you want. Maybe you're not feeling well. Maybe you got people around you that are sick. We all do. You're on the struggle bus. You're, in, you're, in, you're just in a struggle bus. You're in the struggle bus lane. You you on the struggle bus, and the people with you, people on in front of you and the back of you on the struggle bus. All struggle bus, as far as I can see. You know what? God's with you, and He's gonna get you through. Verse seven. And our hope for you is firm because we know that just as you share in our suffering, so also you share in our comfort. So just as surely as you go through suffering in this world, you're also going to get comforted. We do not want you to be uninformed, verse 8. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters. It's a common phrase Paul uses when he speaks to Corinthians. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be misled. He says that a lot as he begins a, a kind of a... a different lines of reasoning and uh, different topics. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. How many of you under great pressure today? You under great pressure? Far beyond our ability to endure. You ever feel like you're at a place where I can't I, I don't know that I have the ability to get through this. So that we were despaired of life itself. I mean, that's that's a real deal, man. People who get so discouraged. It's like life itself is a burden. That's what Paul's saying. He's like, I've been there, man. I've been there to the place where it was hard. And the struggle, but even the struggle bus, the wheels fell off the struggle bus. <laughs> you, ever been, you ever been on the struggle bus and then the, just the wheels fell off the struggle bus? <laughs> that's how bad it got. I was like, man, look, I despair for life itself. Life itself was a chore, a burden. Verse 9. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Like, this is it. You ever been there? Like, this is it. This is how it ends, guys. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. Look, man. Look, why did this happen? Every 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 trial you go through, every trial you go through is an opportunity to learn something, right? Every trial you go through is an opportunity to learn something. And when you go through the hardest trials of our lives, we uh, we learn to rely on God. God. I was talking to someone yesterday going through a difficult time, hard times. Not fun. But you know what they said? They said they've never felt closer to God in their lives. And for people who are not of faith, they don't get that. You think, how can you, things going so bad? How can you feel so close to God? Because you learn to rely on God, right? Just exactly that right there. We don't rely on ourselves, but on God. And we discover that God is indeed who he said he was. And that is he's the father of compassion and all comfort. So look, if you don't know that God is a God of compassion and all comfort, here's what you got. Here's what's got to happen. You just got to get to a place where you can't rely on yourself anymore, but you got to rely on God. When that happens, you're going to realize who he is. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Come on, somebody. And watch this. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Come on. How many of you have God has raised you from the dead? And I'm not just talking about salvation. That's the biggest miracle of all. 
He brought you from death to life. But how many of us have been through trials and circumstances in life where we've been at the darkest place of life and God raised the dead? <clears throat> yes, sir. Yes, sir, he has. So Paul says, verse 10, he has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he delivered us again and he will deliver us again. He did it once, he's going to do it again. He delivered us and he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope. Look, that's some hope you can trust, right? That's hope that is reliable. That's not just wishful thinking. On him, we have set our hope. Man, I'm hooking my hope up to Jesus. Huh? I'm hooking my hope up to Jesus. I ain't hooking my hope, my hope up to circumstances. I ain't, I ain't hooking my hope up to no political pundit or political party. I'm not hooking my hope up even to a country, even though, hey, my shirt. My shirt is on fire right now, but I ain't, ain't even going to put my hope on that. I ain't even going to put my hope on a shirt. <laughs> Hook my hope on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, on him, we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us, and he will, as you helped us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in answer to the prayers of many. What Paul's saying, Paul's saying, look, setback, just a setup for a comeback. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Setback is just a setup for a comeback. We just build in our testimony. If you're going through a struggle right now and you're having to rely fully on God, look, don't be discouraged. You're, you're building your testimony. And the day will come when you will be able to share the favor of God that has been on your life because of the prayer of the saints for you. That's what he says. Then many will give thanks. So you got to think about the end result. When you're going through trouble and trial, God's going to get me through this. And here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell my testimony and I can see people, friends, neighbors, others who are going to give God thanks because God brought me through. That's where I'm headed. I know it looks like I'm beat up right now. It looks like I'm struggling right now, but I want to tell you what we're going to see. We're going to see at the end of this, I'm going to share my story and how God brought me through and hands are going to go up and they're going to say, hallelujah, God delivered that man. God delivered that woman because of God's a God of compassion and grace and comfort and because saints were praying. That's what I'm talking about. I told you this chapter was fire. I told you this chapter was fire. Now, this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially in our relations with you with integrity. Right? And godly sincerity. So, Paul, again, you got a tumultuous relationship with the Corinthians. He's like, even though we had our issues, even though we still got our, our little a little rip riffs is you got to admit that we have handled our relations with you with integrity and godly sincerity that's a goal in everything every disagreement every relational rift even in the church is that we handle ourselves with integrity and godly sincerity that's what Paul's saying. He said, hey, we didn't agree on everything. I, you know, there's a lot of things, you, you know, I'm not happy with about at the church in Corinth, but we kept it. We kept it on the up and up integrity and godly sincerity. 
We have done so relying not on worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. We didn't ask, we didn't ask our crazy sinful friend how we ought to treat somebody. Come on. We didn't ask our ungodly friend how we ought to treat somebody. We treated them the way God wanted us to treat. We didn't ask, we didn't ask for worldly wisdom. Look, when you when you have a riff with someone, don't go to your ungodly friend and ask them how you ought to treat them. They're gonna give you, let me tell you, the first thing out of their mouth is gonna be bad advice. Nine times out of ten. Look, I've, you know, this person did this to me and it really hurt my feelings and, and I'm really upset about it. And then you ask your pagan friend who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, who doesn't know this book, and they'll tell you, well, you need to write them off. You just need to write them off. You need to tell them what you think. You need to you need to give it to them with both barrels. Hey, that's all stuff that, that's wrong, all of them. They don't know what the word of God says. But that's what we do sometimes. Paul said, no, no, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't go to worldly wisdom. I didn't go to contemporary thought. I didn't go to what my what the world would do. I went to what God was said would he I should do. So I didn't rely on the worldly wisdom, but on God's grace. For we do not write you anything you cannot read or understand. And I hope that as you have understood us in part, you will come to understand fully that you can boast of us just as we will boast of you in the day of our Lord Jesus. Paul's like, you can be proud of us, man. We did it the right way. Because I was confident of this, I wanted to visit you first. Now, here's the deal. The, reason, the issue with Paul and the Corinthians is he's going to get into it here in a minute. Paul said he was going to go see them on his way to Macedonia. And his plan was to see them on the way to Macedonia and then to see them again on the way back from Macedonia. But on the first trip there, the first on the way to Macedonia, uh, it didn't go great. Now, just put it... He didn't go great. And so he skipped the trip on the way back. He didn't go back and see them on the way back. So they kind of took a little issue with that. Paul's like, y'all weren't, y'all weren't, y'all were nasty the first time. Why am I going to go back and get some more? I don't need them more. <laughs> it's like, why you didn't come back? Because you were rude. You're nasty to me. You were mean. Why would I come back? I got other people that need Jesus. Anyway, he's going to talk about that. Because I was confident, I wanted to visit you first so that you might benefit twice. So he's going to try to see them there and back. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and then to have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? So they're calling him, they're calling him fickle. Oh, uh, see, so you, you said you said you said you were, but you didn't. You don't keep your word, man. You don't keep your word. Or do I make plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say both yes, yes, and no, no? So am I, am I, you know, am I speaking out of both sides of my mouth? Am I just saying what people want to hear? But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. We're not, we're not sending double, mixed messages. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy was not yes and no. Jesus wasn't didn't send missed messages. What Paul saying? Paul saying, look, he's saying I'm his messenger. I'm a, I'm a I'm a child of God. I'm a child of Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. And my master, he's a yes or no guy. He's straight up. He's either yes or no. He's not back and forth. And so I'm the same way. I take my I take my example from him. He doesn't send missed messages, and neither do I. Hmm. Because, you know, there's this little thing called passive aggression. <laughs> you know, when people don't really say 
they they do passively aggressive. You know, Paul's like, I ain't passively aggressive. I ain't trying to ain't trying to send mixed messages. For no matter how many promises, it's talking about Jesus now. Jesus is yes and amen, right? I love this. I love this verse. This is probably one of my favorite verses in the Bible right here. <laughs> For no matter how many promises God has made, and there's a bunch. This book is thick, y'all. Look at how thick this book is. There are all kind of promises in there. But watch this. Watch this. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Hey, maybe. And maybe and there maybe sometimes could be. No, all of God's promises are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken to us by or spoken by us to the glory of God. Now, it is God who makes us both makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. You know, you got a you got a deposit of what's coming for you. If you're a follower of Jesus, you got a, a deposit which is the Holy Spirit deposited into your life that is a, a sort of a down payment of what's to come. Guaranteeing what is to come. You hear what he's saying right there? Guaranteeing what's to come. Shoo. I call God as my witness and I stake my life on it that it was in order to spare you that I did not return to Corinth. <laughs> Paul just going to be real right now. He's like, look, I'm going to tell you right now. I wasn't trying to send missed messages. I had every intention to come to you on the way back. But I'm going to tell you right now, the first one went so bad. If I had come back, I'd have told you up. I'd have just I'd have just told you up and it, it wouldn't have been good for you or Jesus or nobody. <laughs> So you, you you might want to just thank Jesus. You might just want to thank Jesus. I didn't come back. <laughs> That's what Paul's saying. He's like, look, look, you, you, you need to you need to thank Jesus right now. You need to thank Jesus that he led me a different way. Because I if I'd have come back, I'd have snatched you by the head. <laughs> I'd have snapped you by your neck and we'd have had some issues. I'd had to lay hands on you in the name of Jesus, if you know what I'm saying. So, but we, but, but since we want to do this with integrity, we want to keep it integrity and with godliness is just better that I didn't go come back. That's all, you know, that's all you're saying. <laughs> I need to spare you. <laughs> you got spared there. Uh, verse 24. Not that we lord it over your faith. I'm trying to control you. I'm trying to manipulate you. But we work with you. We're working with you. We're fellow workers. That's all true ministry, man. When you're a pastor, you're a leader, even an apostle like Paul, you're you're work, you're you're a co-leader. I mean, you're you're a partner, you're a fellow worker, you're in the game. You're working alongside, you're inspiring, teaching, but you're in the game too. You're a follower of Jesus, a co-follower. But we work with you for your joy because it is by faith. You stand firm. All right. We often run in first, second Corinthians, man. Some good stuff about comfort. Father of compassion gives us comfort so that we can comfort others in the way that we've been comforted. I love it. I love, I love it. 
when we're going through difficult times, it's um, it's an opportunity to fully rely on God. You know, frog, huh? Frog, fully rely on God. You know, along with uh, the contemporary of WBJD, you know, what would Jesus do was frog, frog, fully rely on God. <laughs> I tell you something. I tell you something. We Christians, we come up with some craziness. I ain't gonna lie. We come up with some stuff. We come up with frog. We come up with, you, you know, we just make, we do all kinds of things. We got testaments, which are like little mints, you know, keep your breast fresh like Jesus's. <laughs> Little testaments. <laughs> Makes your breath smell just like Jesus' breath. <laughs> oh, my word. All right. <laughs> uh, hey, let's pray, y'all. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your comfort that comes to us through um, Jesus. And through the Holy Spirit applied to our hearts. Uh, Lord, we know that um, from past battles and valleys we've gone through, Lord, your your comfort has sustained us. And um, and Lord, for some right now, I pray that they might receive the comfort that comes from you. Maybe they're going through a valley in a, a difficult time, a trying time, a hardship, a scary time, whatever it is, Lord. Um, may they fully rely on you. And discover you once more to be the God that raises the dead. And Lord, we look for the day when we can share our story of redemption, our story of deliverance, uh, and see other people rejoice because of the favor of God that has been uh, shown toward us. And they see that you're alive and that you work and you do miracles and that they see the power of prayer. Lord, for those who are sick today, we pray for healing, Lord. We pray for uh, bodies to be strengthened and lungs to clear and fevers to break. Um, Lord, for uh, people to turn the corner towards healing. Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to be together to read and to study and to laugh and to dig in and to apply this to our lives. Lord, help us not be just hearers of the word, but to be doers as well. So, um, Lord, help us to be those who comfort others with the comfort we have received. Uh, not just keep it to ourselves and our little story, but help it to be used to bring encouragement and strength to others who are also going through difficult times. Lord, thank you that in Jesus, all of your promises are yes and amen. And we celebrate that and we put our hope in him. Lord, thank you for the Holy Spirit that guarantees um, our future inheritance. We love you and thank you so much for that. Lord, I pray for each of my friends today. May you bless them and encourage them, strengthen them. Give them a great day, Lord. Bless them real good in the name of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you guys for being here today. Thanks for praying. Thanks for jumping into the second letter to the Corinthians. Tomorrow we'll do uh, chapter two. Remember, just on the podcast tomorrow and Friday, we'll just be on the podcast, not on social media. So if you aren't on the podcast, find it by Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast on all the major outlets, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, what else? Or Anchor. You can do Anchor Podcasts. Um, yeah, check it out. And so we'll do second Corinthians two and three, uh, on Thursday and Friday, respectively. All right. Love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.